You're listening to Kitchen Table Finance. Join Dave Shotwell and Nick Nauta as they cut through the complexity of financial planning and serve bites of investment advice that are both personal and practical. Hey, Dave, how are you doing today? Not bad, Nick. How are you? Fantastic. It's a beautiful day outside to be inside podcasting. Yeah. Yeah, it's a kind of a uh, rainy, drizzly day here in northern Michigan, I can tell you that. That's right. And as luck would have it, the uh, end of the year is sneaking up on us. I can't believe we're halfway through November and a week from now we'll be eating turkey, right? Well, some of us will. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to go on to, into that too much, but uh, yeah, I, 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 it just astounds me that we're already here at the end of uh, 2021, and I barely remembered to write it on things when having to write the date. <laughs> Such as lies by. Yep. yep. So, um, what we wanted to talk about and discuss today was issues that uh, people should be thinking about before the end of the year, which yes. is about six weeks away. And so, there's a little bit of time left to get some stuff done. And we want to just make sure you're aware of some things you should be thinking about and looking into before it's right. too late. There's some end of the year deadlines and things to consider. And, uh, you know, now here before we get in December is the time to kind of take stock and see where you're at. Yes, and definitely some stuff that um, has hard deadlines at the end of the year and just got to make sure that you're looking into it and thinking about it. Obviously, not all of these are going to apply to everyone, but it's a good thing to um, take a look at before it's too late. Right. So with that, uh, what's number one on our list, Dave? Well, you know, starting with uh, investment accounts, if you've got a tax taxable investment account at the end of the year, you should take a look and see where you're at for realized capital gains for the year. And if you have things that are at a loss, you might consider doing some tax swaps and realize some loss that can help offset gains or uh, use to offset some income. So, you know, there's a couple different school of thoughts around this and we won't get into too much of the details of, of what decisions some people are making based on, you know, potential changes in tax law. But it's a good time to take stock of where you're at and what you have gains wise. And if your income is changing year over year, there's this is the best time to be looking at that stuff because essentially we're in the eighth inning here and not a lot's going to change between now and the end of the year. We should be able to predict that much better than when we sit down in January and project, right. project what your income is going to be, what everything's going to look like and where you are going to end up. It's much easier to right. do that now. And so maybe it makes sense to take some gains now as opposed to pushing them off until next year or try to offset some stuff. Lots of different things you can do, but you got to right. be aware of where you stand and, and taking stock of, you know, what's up, what's down and, and what the options are. And then uh, if you're over age 72 and you have retirement accounts, uh, you need to make sure your required minimum distributions are squared away before the end of the year. Yeah, and this is a, a tricky one because last year we got a pass. And so, you know, some people had an automatic distribution that they turned off. And if you haven't turned it back on, you want to make sure you get that out before the end of the year because those penalties are pretty substantial. Before the uh, free pass for 2020, the uh, ages changed. So that's caused a lot of confusion. But uh, now it's uh, if you're 72 or older, you need to take a required minimum. Also keep in mind, if you've inherited an IRA, someone that wasn't your spouse, you have to take required minimum distributions from those as well. Yeah. So in the penalty for those, like we said, is substantial. And so you got to make sure you're staying on top of that and making sure how that's going to affect you in terms of how that's going to change, potentially change the tax picture, depending on, you know, if this is, if this is your first year and it's a substantial amount, 
not a lot you can do between now and then, but a good to start thinking about that and planning ahead. Every year, you know, we come up with some folks that are near the deadline on that. So uh, better to better to think about it now than the week of Christmas, right? Yes. So absolutely. A lot of the a lot of the other deadlines have to do with taxes, of course, and uh, mm-hmm. so if you uh, expect your income is going to be higher in the future, you know, you may want to consider Roth 401k contributions and Roth conversions. Roth conversions need to be done before the end of the year. Roth contributions you can do up until you file taxes, unless we're talking about an employer. So the tax thing as a whole is always interesting to me because most people don't think about taxes until April. And unfortunately for most things tax-wise, it's too late. Yeah, um, <laughs> your income's already already pretty much uh, established by then, unless uh, unless you're lucky. And to your point about the Roth contributions, things of that nature, for a lot of people, it's been an interesting couple of years in terms of income. And so, you know, if you if you're on more of a variable scale, or if you had you know some time where you got laid off or had to take a pay reduction of some sort due to COVID and everything that was happening with that might have some years where they're a little bit leaner than what they would what you would expect them to be going forward and so it might be a good time or might be eligible for a Roth contribution where you hadn't necessarily been in the past. Tax strategies basically fall into two categories, you know, should you accelerate income into the current year because you're going to be have more income to deal with later or should you defer income from this year into future years because you're going to have lower income later. It, you know, and it's always we get these questions all the time and we work with clients on them, but it's it's one of those things where sometimes you just never know. So you make the best decisions you can with what you know now. Yeah, you know, it, it's always, you know, tax planning to your point is always challenging because we work with the information that we have, but the information and, in, you know, not only income and, and what projections are, but also taxes are always changing. So what might be a great strategy today could be completely obsolete or changed completely in three or four years. You know, it's not uncommon for changes in, in taxes and tax code and that kind of playing a, a role in, you know, what was potentially a good strategy. So now's a great time of year to check into those things that maybe you were doing in the past and see if it makes sense now or we need to change strategies. Speaking of changes to tax code, one of the changes that came out of the CARES Act was charitable contributions. She used to be, you had, in order to make a charitable contribution right off on your taxes, you had itemize. And when they change the tax code, most people don't itemize. I don't know the exact number, but I think it's like 85% of people or something ridiculous like that don't itemize. And so now with the CARES Act, if you claim the standard deduction, you are allowed a deduction of $300, $600 if you're married filing jointly. And so if you haven't made a charitable contribution, thinking about doing that and are charitably inclined, can still do that before the end of the year and actually take that as the up to $600 if you're married filing jointly as a write-off. Also on that that same topic, circling back to um, charitable distributions from IRAs mm. need to be done before the end of the year. And uh, those can help offset those required minimum distributions and give you tax benefits even if you don't itemize. So that's... Uh, and, and we've talked about that in the past on the podcast, but uh, that's a great strategy to reduce current year income if you're over, uh, actually there if you're over 70 and a half instead of just over 72. Right. Yeah. So the um, RMD age changed, but the QCD age did not. And so for a lot of people who are 
taking those distributions and, and have charities that they want to support. That's a perfect kind of combination to reduce taxes and, and still be able to make an impact to a, a charity or a cause that you're passionate about. Are you a small business or a nonprofit that wants to market better? Of course you want to market better. Join heavy-hitting marketing agencies and experts at the Michigan Marketing Outstanding Brand Summit. All the big bosses will be there. 17 presentations on cutting-edge topics like brand dominance, how to make a logo that doesn't suck, figuring out what the heck SEO is, launching your own damn podcast, upcoming annoying changes for social media, creating videos that slay, and so much more. Win big prizes and take advantage of exclusive marketing training. Join the ranks of marketing bosses throughout Michigan and meet me, Amy Zander, the reigning marketing mobstress of Michigan. Mark Friday, May 6th, 2022 on your calendar. It's not too far away to start planning now. Follow Zedia Media on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube for a chance to win tickets. Visit ZediaMedia.com for more information and to purchase tickets. That's Z-E-E-D-I-A-M-E-D-I-A dot com. Your presence will be honored. Your absence will be noted. Another thing to consider as you're coming into the end of the year is if there's been anything you had income-wise that might not have been covered by withholding or that might have thrown off your withholding during the year. Things like receiving a bonus mid-year that maybe skewed your withholding, or if you had restricted stock units vest from your company, things like that can can throw off withholding. So that's worth looking at to see where your income projects and whether you've withheld enough during the year. That's a great point to um, make sure you're on pace to withhold enough to avoid the um, under withholding penalty. Any uh, any IRS penalty that you can avoid is always a good thing. Another thing to think about when we're talking about, you know, tallying up where you're at is um, where you're at in terms of tax brackets. And I think more specifically mm-hmm. where you're at in terms of how much income do you have in terms of qualifying for some of the deductions. I know a big one that people are experiencing right now is the child tax credit and the expanded child tax credit that a lot of people that qualified last year are getting checks in the mail for or direct Mm -hmm. deposit of $500 and have been since July, I believe. If you qualified last year, you want to make sure that you qualify this year. Otherwise, some of that money you'll actually owe back. And so you got to be careful if you're on that border there. And if you are on the border thinking about what are some things that we could maybe do to minimize taxes or minimize income this year to stay under that threshold. If you have kids and you're kind of on the border there, that can be a big impact because it's a pretty hard cliff there. And so something to think about. And there's other, obviously there's other deductions and things that you might qualify for, like you know, Roth IRA contributions. And so just being aware of where your projected income is now that most of the year is in and what that means in in terms of are there things that we could potentially qualify for if we made a little bit more of a 401k contribution or a, some sort of tax deferral or push some income off until next year. So those things are always kind of on our mind this time of year and, and, and should be something that you look into before the end of the year, because after the end of the year, there's not much that you can do. Be conscious of where those where the tax brackets change and where you may fall for income. And then things like uh, 
Medicare surcharges if you're over age 65 or net investment income taxes that kick in for high income folks, things like that you need to be cognizant of. Gargan, you may get some surprises in April. So even if there's nothing yeah. you can do about it, you don't want to all of a sudden be up against a deadline to file your taxes in April and find out you've got to uh, write a big check that maybe you weren't ready for. Exactly. And so kind of getting an idea of what that, you know, potential tax that you owe looks like. Um, so if, you know, if there's a big change, you're not, like you said, you're prepared for that. Another one on our list here, which by the way, we will um, share this list because um, there's a lot of them that we're not going to have time to go through today. So be sure to check out the show notes for a link to our comprehensive list. But another one that I love is uh, changes to your marital status. Um, obviously, mm-hmm. that impacts your tax liability. I chuckle at that one because it's like, you know, if, you, if you're planning a wedding for December, maybe you hold off until January because, <laughs> you know, that's always a great conversation to have. I think we should hold off our wedding for tax purposes, right? Yeah. Or, you know, if you're pregnant, if you're nine months pregnant, make sure you have the child before the end of the year because that's a big <laughs> right. tax, big tax boost, you know, uh, New right. Year's Eve babies are always the best, but like, because you can control that stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. But your, uh, you know, your, your filing status is determined by your marital status on December 31st. So not going to plan our lives around tax deadlines, but if that's going to change your filing status and that, you know, and where I've seen it come into play is uh, usually in divorces where all of a sudden the tax brackets change and, um, you know, maybe one spouse had higher earnings than the other, and now things shift to a single mm-hmm. single tax brackets. That can that can cause some headaches. So definitely uh, definitely check into that before the end of the year if your if your um, tax filing status is changing. Another one to consider is um, cash flow and the potential to mm-hmm. make contributions to. You know, if if you have the ability to save more. You look at maxing out your HSA or putting a little bit more in your retirement plan through mm-hmm. the end of the year. Those things, the HSAs, you can actually contribute to up until tax filing deadline yes. along with the IRAs. So you have a little bit more time there. Um, but the 401ks are a hard stop at the end of the year. So if you have some room before you're, yeah. if you're butting up against hitting the max and want to make sure you max that out, think about getting those in. You know, you might have a couple more payrolls left this year. And so figuring out how much you need to increase to do that if, that, if you have some extra savings that you want to do. You know, every, every one of those plans can have different rules around when you, you can change your contributions. So check with your plan administrator or human resources and see if you can, you know, make a change just for the month of December or, you know, do something like that. Usually you can nowadays, used to be more restrictive, but, uh, you know, if you're under age 50, you can, you can put 19,500 away in a 401k or a 403b. And if you're over age 50, you can add another 6,500 to that. So, you know, if you've got money sitting in the savings account, maybe your cash flow is better this year than expected. You know, that's that's maybe an opportunity to get some of that money to work for you for the long term. Yeah, exactly. And kind of the dynamics behind that, because I think sometimes it's hard for people to comprehend, but essentially you'd put more in your 401k and then take cash out to supplement what you'd normally get in from income as a way to... Right put that money into your 401k without being able to directly go to your 401k company and say, Hey, I have this money in savings. Will you put it in my 401k? Yeah. Um, Which rarely they do, but some plans do allow for it, but most plans do not. You're right. That's a good point. You're, we're we're saying spend down your savings for a month while you max out your 401k. 
529 plans. Um, that's another opportunity. And, and here, if you're using the Michigan College Savings 529 plan, you can deduct uh, $10,000 of contributions against your uh, state income tax. So that's a good reason to get money in those plans before, uh, before December 31st for the year. The other things that come up, uh, insurance planning, so um, FSAs particularly, the flex spending mm-hmm. accounts that you use for either medical or dependent care, I'm going to be aware of what those deadlines are um, and making sure that you're spending those funds if you have them in there because those are a use it or lose it. Um, a lot of plans yep. nowadays will allow you to roll over a minimal amount, usually around the 500 or so. And there's usually also a grace period now until March. But definitely check with your plan, see how it works. Um, make sure that you are using those funds or finding a way to use those funds. And the, I believe the rules are a little bit more expanded than they've used to be because of COVID and kind of some of the things that happened there, but definitely check with your plan on what you can use those funds for. Um, same thing with dependent care, making sure that you're, you've got that stuff out of there and figuring out what the deadlines are for the um, dependent care FSA. And then also the flip side of that is, um, so I know some companies are in open enrollment and you're signing up for next year's FSA. And so great time to review all the money you've spent on medical expenses and make a plan for how much you want to contribute for next year, kind of based on what your average spending has been. I almost hate to bring this up, but you know, if you're, if you're near your healthcare, your health insurance plans, annual deductible, you know, you can try to use that up before the end of December. You know, if, uh, if uh, I know uh, I'm allowed to get another pair of glasses this year, so I should probably get in there before December 31st. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a big one that I think some times people forget about is just, you know, if you have some things that are maybe lingering that you're wondering about taking care of, and if you already met your deductible, chances are it's going to be a lot less expensive than if you push it off into next year and have to repay the deductible. You know, and and also, you know, dental insurance a little bit less, but, you know, dental insurance a lot of times has maximums, um, a yearly maximum. So thinking about some of that stuff, if you have some money left over and getting in and getting some stuff done or planning around doing some this year, some next year, I know that's usually helpful for people to think about and being aware of how that plan works and, and how to make sure that you're maximizing the benefit that you get from it. Other things on the list, you know, um, gift tax, you can, uh, without having to worry about any documentation or, or anything, you can give fifteen thousand dollars away per person per 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 person per year per donee, I should say, um, without having to worry about any gift tax and gift tax documentation. So uh, that's a December thirty first deadline. And then other than that, you know, a great time to think about your state plan, making sure that's up to date, checking beneficiaries, um, you know, good time of year to do that. Do it before the holidays. And then, you know, when you have the family issues, you can change Don't do it, it after Thanksgiving. Well, certainly always a good time and, and to think about that stuff. And then, you know, other issues, if you have a high schooler uh, who's planning a, a senior, planning on going to college, there's some financial aid planning strategies around income that you can look into. Um, so that's always something to think about. And you should also, if you have a senior or college student, you should be 
in the midst of filling out FAFSA and looking at FAFSA and getting student aid ready. I know that opened up a couple of weeks ago. And so got some time before the deadline, but not a bad time to take a look at that. And that about wraps it up, you know, other than, you know, potential new laws that might go into effect, um, check with your tax person or planner around some of those impacts. Well, and there's, there's also some, some topics around planning for business owners that, uh, that you should be cognizant of, you know, in terms of co- company expenses and whether to spend more this year versus putting expenses off till January. And, um, and also uh, around establishing and funding employer-sponsored plans. Those are those are pretty technical topics. So we'll uh, we'll leave that to uh, to um, individuals. In uh, with all these things, you know, it's 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 a matter of um, if, if you work with a good tax planner and a good financial planner, you know, just run things by them, see what makes sense for you. That's that's what you're paying for. I have a, a couple of friends in the car industry and they always love the year end because all the business owners come in and buy new trucks because right. their tax yeah. person sold them to, told them to spend <laughs> money. Well go spend it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but yeah. you know, there's strategies like that. And I guess to that point, you know, be wise about this stuff. Yes, there's things that you could potentially do, but I, I would say, you know, what are your ultimately look at what your goals are and, you know, it's not, these aren't make or break things. They might make sense for the right situation, but you know, it's probably for most people going out and, you know, spending a bunch of money as a business owner isn't always the best thing for you in terms of your long-term goals. And so be very wary about, you know, what your goals are and before you try to do too much maneuvering before year end, because just because it might make financial or tax sense now doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a great plan down the road. And so be aware of kind of what your ultimate goals are and how these strategies might fit into them more so than hey, it makes sense to do this before year end because I, you know, might save some money in taxes. You know, one of my, one of my favorite uh, CPAs that I knew when I was younger in the business, he's long retired now, but he used to tell clients, um, you know, you can't let the, uh, you can't let the tax tail wag the uh, dog of your, the rest of your finances. So, right. yeah. you know, it was, that was a pretty succinct way to put it that uh, just because it's going to save you a few tax dollars doesn't mean uh, doesn't mean it's necessarily the right thing for you. But uh, yeah, so quite a good list for people to work through here. There's nothing quite like giving listeners a bunch of homework to do right before the holidays. Well, as always, you know, if you have questions on any of these topics and how it relates to your financial situation, feel free to uh, reach out to us at info at srbadvisors.com. Um, and any other questions that you have related to this list or future topics you want covered on the podcast, let us know. We love hearing from you. Yep. Great. Thanks, Nick. You bet. Always a good time, Dave. Gather around and follow the Kitchen Table Finance Podcast to learn about money and simple ways you can invest right now. You can find more practical advice at srbadvisors.com and contact the team for personal planning by emailing info at srbadvisors.com.